It's Monday. It's margaritas. It's macabre. What if it was margaritas, though? Ooh, a little bit of chips and salsa. little Monday margarita macabre. I'm in. You're in, but are you, like, just saying that to appease me? Yes. Because, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're not supposed to say yes. Sorry, I just love appeasing. You, dude... That's one of my three favorite traits about Scone. I'm Sconey the appeaser. Ooh. It sounds negative, but it's not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ronan the whatever. Yeah. The Conan like, the barbarian, cute, Ronan the accuser. Cute sensitive one. Uh, David the shrimp dealer. Dude, that guy's got the best shrimp, though. He's got the best shrimp. Most legs on a shrimp I ever counted, dude. Listen, fam, if you're like, I got to get shrimp, but that grocery store shrimp, don't cut it. Don't cut Hit up David. You got to hit up Just Dave. Yell. Just come out your door, yell, David, I'm shrimp ready. And he will pull up within the minute. Dude, he comes Screeches up in his shrimp mobile, and he's like, dude. Fucking puts that thing in fifth gear, gets to your house yeah. in yeah, time. He doesn't have automatic either. He's all manual, baby. And he's like, it's he's a literal boat that just flies onto your street and like tears up the the gravel and concrete. And dude, once again, I started this. I started this podcast wearing a sweatshirt that I do not need. It's so hot. Hold on, I gotta take all my right, headphones take off. off. Darce, take it for a walk. Hey guys, Scones is currently taking off his sweatshirt, so if you want to envision uh, just like, imagine a bison. I'm back. With a sweater on. Oh, hey Scones, welcome Darcy, back. Darcy, you used to play bass. Did you ever take it for a walk? Like what they say uh, in cool movies Oh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Scones. I've taken many a bass line for a Sheesh. walk. Uh, as somebody who was in a ska band in high school, super very cool, cool dude alert. Cool. Uh, very hip, very cool. Ska has a lot of... Uh, that's the good part about ska music is it's got a lot of walking bass lines, a lot of doom, doom, boom, boom, boom. Always like walking, dude. Kind of uh, so, yeah, I, I got my I got my steps in up there. Dogs are barking so. in your Asics. <laughs> my dogs are bark- barking, but I'm getting my steps in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We probably talked about that. You were in a ska band, and you came to my school, hosted, like, the regional town. Ta- so we grew up in different town towns. Show. <laughs> And we didn't know yeah. each other, but you came to our my high school and won the Battle of the Bands. I fucking killed it. Spent all the winnings on pizza. Which is so <laughs> rock and school. roll, dude. So ska. So cool, dude. So ska, dude. So ska. Dude, what, what's anyway. more ska? Pizza or heroin? In, uh, in the or- <laughs> now, order of ska items, you got checkered, like, checkered patterns. Yep. Shoes. Uh, what, chain wallets. Do you dip into uh, some of the pop punk stuff? Like, like I can picture like bulldogs on skateboards being both, and like half pipe in the that's backyard. A good point. <laughs> yeah, half pipe in the backyard is a sweet name for any or or drain child pool with band. skateboarders. Um, yeah, anything that was probably in a Sum Forty One music video would probably also overlap. Sick. Uh, so yeah, but but then Scott probably had more like colors. Involved. So many colors, dude. So many, so colors, many upbeat dude. songs about really sad things. Yeah, if you can play an upstroke on a guitar, you're in a ska band. Officially. Sweet. I feel like the hard part's getting the horn players. Yeah, sure is. Like you got to just find a, a lot trombone of them are like, player. I'm classical. I'm I'm in the classical band thing or whatever. Yeah, fucking nerd. And like, and you have to sit there and play bass with them and not beat them up. Right. Which must be hard and for I'm you like, as a jock. So. 
that was the duality of man really was <laughs> is playing bass in a ska band. That's what that painting and being is the about. varsity basketball captain. I mean, I, well, how, I don't know how they do it. I was a modern day Troy Bolton over here. Yeah. Um, your, your your head was definitely in the game while your heart <laughs> was most definitely in the song. Was taking the bass for a walk. Uh, I did actually have a very high school musical moment in high school. Whoa! Where I was the host of the uh, of the talent show one year, because uh, my class was like, "Sam, be the host," and I was like, <laughs> like "All right, all right, I'll do it." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> stop," and they're like, "No, you just keep asking." So like, fucking fine. <laughs> Uh, but it was, you know, I had I had basketball game that night, and my coach, or and I had, like I had to do like a, like rehearsals and stuff, so it would like interfere with practice, and my coach would lose his fucking mind. Uh, so that was we fun. had that very my... different <laughs> high school experiences, dude. My <laughs> basketball coach was a straight up alcoholic. That's sick. <laughs> I think he lost the job the year after. I think a I lot of high school <laughs> sports coaches are. <laughs> yeah, I think there's coaches. You want to become like high school track coach? Kind of. You okay? Let me put just this roll way. out of my car with Kane with me. Be like, all right, we're running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pigeon toad, take another lap. They're like, what? I don't. I'm like putting out <sighs> cigarettes, like on the track, <laughs> dude. Um, speak. Okay, you just reminded me by saying on the track. <gasps> uh, on Fiverr, I found a guy who will do producer tags for you for five dollars. That's fucking sick. And I think sick. everybody we know should get their own producer tag. That's amazing. So, like, we when you say producer tag, do you mean like the DJ cat, like at the beginning yeah, of the yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. Whenever it's like Maserati, oh, DJ that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. But <laughs> it could be whatever we tell him to do. <laughs> like the damn son. Where'd you find this, for example? Damn son, isn't that uh, McLovin? Is it? I'm pretty sure he's the one who's who says "Damn son, where'd you find?" Like, I'm pretty sure that's him. He can do like a crazy oh. deep voice. Oh, oh, I think you meant like it was in Superbad. And I was like, what? No, 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 it wasn't. Remember. But it's that it's that actor. Oh, his name is Garth Brooks. Yep. <laughs> he, talk about duality of no, man. You, that's somebody who uh his actor name, which is his real name, <laughs> Christopher Mince Plus is his name. Yeah. He's, it's he's something that's damn, always in my son. head. Where'd you find this? That's crazy. I don't know if I, I bet ninety-five percent of people who are listening to this have no idea what that that's means. That's crazy. But, uh, you have you been on the internet? You think fam? more people know damn son? I <laughs> listen, buddy. Don't tell me what's on the internet. I invented it, dude. If you're on the internet and you haven't seen damn son, where did you find son. this? Uh, like dog you're... and cat videos or like tunics <laughs> with muppets on them and way too much writing. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you're you're obviously you're not on the, not on the right on. side. Yeah, we're on the you might be on the dark net. We're on the uh, we're on the dank net, dude. <laughs> www. Uh, we should start our own. <laughs> Welcome to the dank. Our net, own dude. internet. Fuck it, dude. I'm tired of this internet. Let's start our own. Dude, when you open up any web page, it goes Saul, dude. <laughs> Saul, dude. Welcome to the dank net. Oh. It's like the dark net, but it's really friendly and kind of weird. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Dars, I did a ton of research for this year uh, week's subject. I really poured through the tomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was like Gandalf, mm-hmm. in the when he goes off to Ministerith, just like looking through old parchments. That was me. When he goes off to Minnesota, yeah, he goes off to Minnesota and he gets help from <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. I ain't gonna show you something. Uh, I wasn't even nope. good. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's been a Jesse. while. It's been a while, dude. 
it did not come out as Jesse. The dark. Nope, can't do it. Lost it. He oh, went well. to Jesse. He's Moving like, you on. should be in Predator. And Jesse was like, okay. And he was like, he's like, that's a great idea. Well, anyway, we got an article <sighs> from All That's Interesting about All That's Interesting. The real men in black. Band. I like yeah, band. Let's I'll I'll say my stupid comment afterwards. Suck that dilly. Slurp it down for us. And slurp that hair. Oh back. Scones. When was the last time you watched Men in Black? Fuck, a long time ago. I've seen all three, but I've I've seen the first one the most. And <laughs> yeah, you had to, I'm not a poser. I've listen, seen them all. <laughs> don't come at me like, oh yeah, I named three of their movies because I've seen all three. But oh, Men in Black, the first yeah, one, <laughs> I, I I remember enjoying a lot. Yeah, first one was great. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, what's his face, the actor whose name is Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Uh, 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 Sinbad, who plays, yeah, yeah, Sinbad. He did such a good job pretending to be an alien in that movie. It's so. Oh, good. Yeah, he's like the gross, like roach killer guy. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he kind of sounds like, like Phil. <laughs> he does kind of. I think Phil. <gasps> Phil, are you just a bunch of like cockroach aliens combined? Yeah, you're coming. Oh, that's canon. Okay. <laughs> That's Kanan. That's Kanan. Dude, what do you think Kanan's doing now since he got all that world? Dude, he's waving that flag, He got that fucking brother. World Cup Coca-Cola money, and he's like, He got that ya. check in peace. He was like, yo, I'm from Mogadishu, Somalia. Is so he actually? This is... Yeah, wow. dude. I, okay. He probably took probably that American to more... dollar over there and was like, I'm emperor now. I have listened to more Kanan than probably 99% of humans. For whatever reason, I want uh, someone to come I, at you right now in the in the dude, chat. They're like, "Oh, you know the Dusty Foot philosopher?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know the Dusty Foot philosopher." That's sick. I didn't know you were a, such a canon head. I'm what a, do you guys call yourselves? I'm yeah. super fans. Uh, we're nonbreds. You're like the Bayhive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're Kanan. the Kayhive. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to a lot of Kanan for some reason. Uh, and yeah, he's from Mogadishu, Somalia. Uh, most dangerous city in the world. Wow. Uh, and he's made he and then he made Wave and Flag and Coca Cola probably gave him more money than anyone else in Somalia. Mogadishu has. <laughs> yeah. So good for him. Shout out. Well, anyway, 2011 <laughs> was a great year for him. Well, anyway, we got the story of the real Men in Black, the quasi government agents who silence witness. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Quasi-government agents who silence witnesses of alleged alien encounters. Wait, why doesn't that make sense? I guess it does. They silence the verb. Yeah, I know. I guess I just silence. can't read good. That's true. I forgot about that fact. I also fucked up my back, so I'm on some. I'm on that dumb shit. So how? Yeah, how could you? Dude. How could you read? How could you read that with a fucked up? I'm gonna back blame dude? everything possible. Anyway, this article yeah. is by Austin Harvey, <laughs> edited by Maggie Donahue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Unlike their Hollywood counterparts, the real-life men in black are mysterious figures who threaten people who have reported paranormal experiences. Ooh. Wait. That doesn't sound like what men in black did. Sure doesn't. 
They weren't just like, hey, fuck you, I'll kill well, you. They, they did like, like hey. they probably would have had to if they didn't have the the blinkies. Yeah, if they didn't have that boop, 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 boop. In 1997, Men in Black hit theaters, a science fiction comedy based on the Marvel comic series and starring Will Smith what? and Tommy Lee Jones. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Men in Black is a Marvel comic? Yes. I never knew this. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much shit is comic books. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Schindler's List? No, uh, <laughs> do you think? Was it? How long? When was the comic made? <sighs> we Well, the movie's made in 1997. I'm guessing the 70s or 80s. Men in Black. That's great. Comic. Dude, this is blowing my mind. It really is not that, like, uh, that insane. Of, in, oh, no, 1990. It's kind of blowing my mind. The article, yeah, that came out in 1990. And it only ran wow. for six issues. Six issues. I don't know if it was like a limited release or if people didn't like it and they were like, hey, people didn't like this, let's make a movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, the film tells the story of an NYPD officer who unwittingly chases down a disguised alien and is recruited to join a top secret organization, the Men in Black, with the goal of keeping the public unaware of alien refugees here on Earth. Amen. The movie was a hit. Sequels were made, and most people likely went on with their lives, not thinking much more about it. I think there was a Men in Black ride at Universal. Is that right? There was. I remember it being you know how sick. I know? But for a select group... I remember... Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, on, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to interject. Interject, Dars. Um, there is a Men in Black ride at Universal. Yep. Uh, not Universal. Uh, yeah. Because I remember... Losing my mind of in fear. It wasn't as good as the uh, when my parents took us to, like <laughs> on like the Disney slash Universal trip when we were like ten. All right, I hope this article doesn't trigger you. <laughs> I'm 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 sweating so I'm like the the Jordan uh uh uh, key, uh oh my god Jordan Peele wow uh. Uh, meme of him sweating. This took so long for me to get out because I'm so nervous. It's okay. It's okay. Take your it. time. Okay. Yeah. It's the Jordan Peele meme of his sweating is me. But yeah. Uh, sick ride. <laughs> the mummy was better. <laughs> sick ride. Would would. But, but for a select group of conspiracy theorists and UFO UFOologists, UFOlogists, ufologists. That's a terrible word. Ufologists. That's how it's spelled. And. Anyway, yeah. the Men in Black were more than just a Hollywood fabrication. In fact, stories of the Men in Black had been circulating for half a century before the film was ever released. Of course they were. The real Men in Black That's a f are said to be shadowy, secretive figures dressed in dark suits who, witness, who visit witnesses of strange paranormal phenomena, typically those who have claimed to see UFOs. <clears throat> um, if I'm lonely... Yes. And I want some friends. Could I claim to see a UFO to, you know, pull those those men in black over to my place so we could have like I don't know poker or something? Probably. I mean, all right. <laughs> they'd probably be like really good at it though. That's probably true. take all your money. Yeah, they're like, well, yeah, we played a couple of rounds with Quacklar the the Magnificent from Iota Seven. And you'd be like, what? The and they'd be night. like, fuck. <laughs> They'd be like, ah, gotta kill him. MIBs usually appear in groups of two or three, allegedly threatening witnesses to ensure they remain silent about what they've seen. MIBs nuts, dude. 
<laughs> he got him. Shut it off the podcast. We got him. Some have claimed that the MIBs are government agents, but others believe they may in fact be shape-shifting aliens in disguise. Oh, like Transformers, but fleshy. I, I found a Transformer. Exactly. Sell your mother for me. In either case, those who claim to have experiences with the real men in black are not quick to forget them. So let's talk about... Well, so that sounds the opposite of the movie. Pretty then, much. They quick they forgot them instantly. Yeah, the, the men in black actually was not effective because it would bring way more attention to the whole situation. Right. Yeah, why wouldn't you just be like the the, the men in uh, plain sight? Hidden yeah, in plain just sight. look like a plumber. Yeah. Yeah, I think plumbers are the real men in black. We figured it out. Type it up. Send it out. Publish it. You're telling me there's actually pipes that connect to my toilet that you have to fix? Bullshit. Bullshit. I know where the poop goes. Bullshit. It's a portal. You send it to Ohio. Sorry, Ohio. Sorry, Ohio. Somebody had to get the poop portal. And it's you. Hey, let's talk about Harold Dahl in the Maury Island incident. Yep. Talk to me, Scott. In 1956, Gray Barker released the book, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, in which he compiled a series of accounts from people who claimed to have encounters with aliens before being visited by strange men in dark suits. <clears throat> okay. From Barker's account, the first mention of Men in Black can be traced back to June 27, 1947, and a man named Harold Dahl in what came to be known as the Maury Island UFO Incident. Oh, Wait, in the 40s, were any suits not dark? Ooh. Remember when Obama did? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I think there were only... Well, what about Elvis? No, wait, you said 40s? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't think uh, light colors were invented yet. <laughs> yeah, color wasn't even around. Yeah, exactly. Everything was I've black and white. So I've I seen the footage. <laughs> According to Dahl's account, Dahl was on a conservation mission, gathering logs with his son Charles near the eastern shore of Moray Island, Washington, in Puget Sound. As he was working, Dahl claimed he saw six donut-shaped objects hovering in the air, roughly half a mile above his boat. Before he could make sense of what he was seeing, one of the objects fell from the sky, dropping a barrage of metal debris. Some of the debris struck Charles, and Dahl snapped several photographs of the flying objects. When the men were back on land, Dahl showed the photographs to his supervisor, Fred Chrisman. Chrisman was skeptical, but when he went to investigate the scene for himself, he allegedly saw one of the strange flying objects hovering before him. Sheesh. The next morning, Dahl claimed, to have, uh, uh, claimed that he was visited by a man in a black suit who was able to describe Dahl's experience in eerily accurate detail. The man then said Pog. to him, what I have said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you want to believe. Okay. Before, Why would he say that, though? Because he's a weird <laughs> guy. He didn't have good social <laughs> he's skills. Just, oh, that's true. Before leaving, the man warned Dahl that bad things would happen to him if he ever spoke of the incident. Although both Dahl okay. and Chrisman later said the incident was a hoax, it did little to stop conspiracy theorists and ufologists from looking into it. See, this is the thing that sucks. Is like even when they're like, "Hey, we made it up." They're like, "No." Yeah, right. You're just saying that because you <laughs> no, got threatened know. by a guy in a black suit. And I'd be like, "Dude, you're gonna take anything that anyone says and fucking make your crazy stories up." Well, that's where the the men in black come in. They're like, "Hey, remember when you told everyone at the bar about this? Go back and tell them it was a hoax." And they're like, "That's true." Yeah. Okay. 
Admittedly, the Maury Island okay, incident Dr. gained Jones. little notice until Barker's book was published. But it was the way in which Barker connected Dahl's story to that of a young man named Albert K. Bender that truly kicked off the Men in Black fascination. Ooh, so we got Bender, bend up, Albert Bender in the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Yo. How do I join? The International Flying Saucer. Okay. International House of Pancakes versus the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Who wins? IHOP or IFS? IHOP's all over the fucking place, dude. Like, that's tough. That's a tough organization <laughs> to go toe-to-toe with. Yeah, they got, I mean, they've got the, the you know, uh, what's the right They got like four different the, syrups, the land. They got four syrups at every yeah. table. Holy shit. I don't shit, know what the saucer bureau is doing as far as, I don't know what their syrup status is. You want to open like a barbecue restaurant called like Flying Saucers and we just have a bunch of sauces? That'd be pretty sick. Okay, it's done. (laughs) I'm in. Take all my money. I have a banker across from me who's giving us a loan. In 1952, Albert Bender created an organization known as the International Flying Saucer Bureau, a short-lived project mostly known for the magazine it published, Space Review. In 1953... Cool. In the 1953 edition of Space Review... Bender claimed he had been visited by three men wearing dark suits, according to Live Science. These men, he said, told him to cease publishing information about UFOs. That same year, Space Review stopped publishing altogether, (laughs) and the International Flying Saucer Bureau ceased to be. Many assumed Bender had been planning to stop publishing anyway due to his magazine making little money, which is a shame because I would have paid for it. Yeah, uh, we should see if we could find any of that public domain. Do get any shit. of that space review on the internet, money? But... <laughs> Still, Bender's story caught the attention of Gray Barker, and it became yet another account. And they knew too much about flying saucers to f- <laughs> to feature the Men in Black. In his book, Barker recounted Bender's experience, describing the Men in Black as three men in black suits with threatening expressions on their faces. Three men who walk in on you and make certain demands. <laughs> it sounds like he was just in a public restroom and fucking somebody pulled a prank and like opened the door and now he's he's like, yeah, they'll walk in. There's three of them. What if he's just like super drunk at a restaurant and it's just three, peop- three people who work at the restaurant asking him to calm down? And he's like, super. <laughs> <laughs> they're making certain demands. <laughs> three men in an IHOP. Three men baby. who know that you know what the saucers really are. Darce, have you ever had a real experience of a UFO, like seeing something in the sky and been like, I have no idea what that is? Yeah. Yeah? Want to know yes. about it? <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> Three men in black suits, All right. baby. So, day of my daughter's birth, yes. I look out the window. Yes. In the sky, I see a plane. But wait, it's you know what it is already. You said it's a plane. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm not done. <laughs> It's writing something in the sky in that special uh, sky font. Of course. <laughs> whatever. Gotta select sky Whatever font. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Helvetica Bold. <laughs> and uh, it said, happy birthday. That's pretty unexplainable. <laughs> Does this stay in the podcast? You'll never know. Find out. <laughs> You'll know or you won't. I've never seen a UFO, Scott. Yeah, me neither. Which is weird because we live in 
we are we grew up. We don't live now, but we the grew up in triangle UFO territory. We're in primo UFEMO, baby. But uh, um, maybe that's for another pod. Maybe we'll chit chat about that on the download. Those who believe in UFO conspiracies often look to the men in black as some kind of proof that these phenomena were true. If a witness was threatened, that made them more believable. After all, why would someone try to silence someone if what they were saying was not true? Breach. By this point, UFOs had evolved from a fringe tabloid section of the paper to the front page. These were the years following the infamous Roswell, New Mexico UFO incident, and Barker's book served less as a conspiratorial manifesto and more as a collection of a new sort of folklore. So dope. So dope. So pog. Dude, folklore is sick. Honestly, folklore is my, like, maybe top, top kind of folk. It's pretty lit. Yeah. The understanding of UFO phenomena in the men in black as folklore or cultural mythology was furthered by a 1957 report from famed psychoanalyst Carl Jung. Uh, Carl Jung wrote, Flying Saucers, a modern myth of things seen in the skies. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. While Jung never argued for or against the existence of UFOs, he noted, Our time is characterized by fragmentation, confusion, and perplexity. At such time, men's eyes turn to heaven for help, and marvelous signs appear from on high. Dude, this guy's spitting. Well, yeah, I was going to say, this dude is Switzerland and the whole UFO thing, but damn, does he know how to rhyme some words together. In fact, in the Encyclopedia UFOs and Popular Culture, folklorist James Lewis wrote of Barker, Barker's considered himself an entertainer and folklorist rather than a factual reporter and was a gifted writer with gentle, understated sense of humor. I want people to describe us like that. Yeah, why doesn't anyone describe us anymore? We're entertainers, we're folklorists, and we're gifted with gentle and understated senses of humor. Amen. I think understated. We are gifted, listeners. You're listening. When we speak, it's a goddamn gift. It's time. Did you know that? Yeah, you're welcome. Did you know that? (laughs) You like that? I don't think they knew. As time went on, the mythology of UFOs continued to evolve. More and more people came forward claiming to have seen aliens or mysterious objects in the sky, and many of these incidents have become the focus of fascination in their own right. UFO stories mm-hmm. evolved culturally as well, as more films, television shows, novels, comics, and eventually video games took UFOs and extraterrestrial life to greater heights. Darcy, remember that video game... Destroy all humans. Um, yes, it's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> I love Destroy All Humans. It was so if good. Anyone here has not they played it. Destroy All Humans, try to revisit it. I don't remember. What was it for PS2? Xbox 360? I don't remember what generation it was. Uh, PS2. It's sick. Anyway. It's sick. Uh, in 1962, Albert Bender released his own book specifically about the men in black. Flying Saucers, and the Three Men. Bender's own words painted an even more sinister image of the men in black, saying, They floated about a foot off the floor. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to Hamburg style. The faces were not clearly discernible, for the hats partly hid and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashlight bulbs. They seemed to burn into my very soul, 
as the pains above my eyes became almost unbearable. So there's a little, uh, there's where the flash came in, huh? Yeah, that sounds spooky. Like so much else in the conversation regarding UFOs, the men in black changed over time. No longer were they simply government agents offering a warning. They were mysterious entities unto themselves, seemingly human and inhuman at the same time. The trans... That's my favorite kind of... You're just like kind of in between, walking, towing that yeah, line. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want you. <laughs> I just want to. I hope everyone has a good time. <laughs> Being a good host. The transformation of the story from a first press report to a folkloric tale to a comic book and now to a film illustrates how the myth is transformed. Phil Patton wrote for the New York Times in '97 around the time Men in Black hit theaters. That process is not unlike the children's game of telephone or what the literary critic Harold Bloom calls innovation by misinterpretation. The period when the saucer phenomenon was new is now a point of reference. So So sick, dude. So sick, dude. In the quarter century since Men in Black released, it too has become a point of reference. Stories of the real Men in Black don't circulate as often now as they did in the mid-20th century, partly because the mere concept has been turned into something of a joke. Still, in the midst of the UFO cultural zeitgeist, the men in black uh, were for a time a key part of the conversation, and claiming to encounter them was uh, tantamount to proving that you really had seen aliens. Dude. Dude. I gotta watch that in black black. Galaxy Defenders. And then the um, whole thing was I like, like in the cat's this. like fucking marble or something at the end. Yeah, it's it was it was in the so the cat was in the cradle, right? Right, but I want to know where's the silver spoon? So it actually wasn't silver; it was tungsten. Ooh. Common misconception. Then why did the cow jump over the moon? Oh, now that's what we that messy now, now we're investigating. <laughs> now this is investigation work. Um. I didn't. I'm just still blown away that it was a Marvel comic. Uh, <laughs> really stuck on that. That makes it so much cooler in my mind that it was a comic book first. Um, big fan. I uh, I don't and... know. I feel like the Men in Black. Like I never attributed that film to it. Like there's other stuff for like Stranger Things, where like guys in suits just come and make you shut up or kill you when you see shit you shouldn't have. Like. Yeah, it's it's that does seem like it would. Although I never gave them like cool powers or anything, but in my mind there would always be government men in suits showing up to end your and uh, like get people who are talking career. a little too much. Yeah, I think that. I mean, that's definitely a yeah, thing for sure. But I feel like it's usually like, hey, I learned about this like special project that's actually a weapon yeah. or something. Much less like, hey, I saw an orb in a picture, or like that kid in america like two weeks ago or like a month ago who leaked all those documents he's gonna get men in black yeah. real hard he's gonna get men he, in, black. <laughs> in two years we're not gonna have record of him <laughs> <laughs> he will be gone he'll From be gone um yeah so if you want to if anybody who's listening wants to come by and watch men in black i'm i'm down um that'd be a good time scones hey uh, billy Sing him a little Men in Black tune as we close out the show. Men in Black. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, to another episode. And follow us on our socials. How much do you think that Twitter. song would cost us? 
<laughs> no money, baby, because I wrote it. Sheesh. Uh, I'll just say it was Barry AI. the lead, <laughs> dude. Listen, I just wanted to see how much you knew about my excellent. Yeah, you were like, "That's so crazy!" It was comic a comic book. book. I look up the author's you. <laughs> it's just Darcy from Monday Morning Macabre <laughs> is the title. Um, MM Macabre Pod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for all that good, good. Um, if you don't, we'll send the men in black after you. They'll get you. And nobody wants that. They'll get you. You'll think you can and run, I'll... but you can't. You think you can, but I hope you're safe. I love you. I love you. Good night.